Welcome to episode 199 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Levin. Today we caught up with Judson Collier. He's a designer, art person, working at Intercom on the brand design team. He's hanging out with Stuart Scott Curran and Justin Pervors, a couple people we've had on the show previously, doing incredible work over there. Uh, tangenty, very fun episode. Yes. I wanted to clarify that we who Stuart and Justin were because we talk about them a lot. Yeah. We hope you enjoy, but before we get into it, huge thank you to Fuse for making this episode possible. Fuse is a set of tools that lets you build and design applications in actual code. Production-ready applications, like actually compiles down to an app that you can run on your phone and put in the app store. Uh, it's an amazing company working on one of the hardest design problems and engineering problems that has been on our mind, is on the industry's mind, is how do we help designers and developers bridge the gap, start speaking the same language, use the same tools, collaborate in real time using the same shared language. And they're well on their way to, to making that the future that we live in. So it's a set of free open source tools. They have this code syntax that's called .ux. Basically, it lets you work in like a UI engine that's real time. So any change that you make in the code is reflected on device, in your simulator, and it's written semantically. So you're just describing the views that you want, describing the animations that you need. So it's accessible, it's easy for designers to get into. And at the end of the day, all of this compiles down to an actual app that you can use and sell, work with real data, all that kind of stuff. They just introduced a new tool called Fuse Studio. It, it like just came out. It looks super cool. It looks insanely powerful as a layout tool and it has all the Fuse behavior you'd expect where it, it's actually building real apps, but now you have some more visual control to it instead of just writing code. Still, their syntax is awesome and component-based, kind of what you'd expect in today's development world. So they're doing some really cool stuff. You gotta go look. Go to fusetools.com just looking to, I think they just redesigned their website the features page kind of captures everything that you can do here it's responsive apps it's native declarative you describe your app and components and animations uh, and it's all real-time collaborative so any change in one place is reflected in another so it makes working with engineers really great and vice versa engineers working with designers it makes it really smooth so the movie industry and the video game industry have had these kinds of tools that allowed you to have a long workflow across many people that specializes in certain areas unity unity for video games is it's like what this is it's basically unity for apps which is huge we're so excited about this and what it means for people that want to build apps and actually make things that solve problems for people if you want to learn more go to fusetools.com they have tons of documentation tons of examples uh they just redid their website it's beautiful you can look through all the features and and see what's up that's fusetools.com thanks so much to fuse for making this episode possible and with that let's get into episode 199 with judson collier Cool. My name is uh, Justin Pervorce. I'm the design lead at uh, Intercom. You sound like a big dummy. <sighs> well, you can't really tell yeah. with the beard. You know, uh, there's a lot of beard going on, mm-hmm. but um, I am a big dummy by trade. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I just boss people around all day. Can you tell me a fart joke? Um, fart, fart, fart. Uh, turds. Uh, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Already, I'm fired. <sighs> we're you. You did promise you would get in. fired by doing it. But just in case you're not fired yet, let's keep going for another hour. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, let's really that. drive this thing home. Cool. Uh, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my name is Judson Collier. God, I, uh, I thought you were gonna go Stuart Scott Curran. <laughs> <laughs> Stu- uh, no, I'm not even gonna. Don't Scott even try. I can't. I can't. Don't even no, try. I'm not doing that. Uh, my name. <laughs> Uh, okay we're gonna get past this i promise (laughs) we can do it all right 
Uh, my name is Judson Collier. Uh, I'm a brand designer, graphic designer, art boy, art man. You're making some very seductive eyes at me. <laughs> I'm going to say your all thing, right, man. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, for real this time. Take six. Here we go. Hey, my name is Judson Collier. Uh, I'm a graphic designer, brand designer, overall person, and I'm glad to be here. I th- I think that was a good intro. <laughs> that was I, great. I think we're going to s- stick it to that one. You're a friend of overalls. That's cool. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm actually very into overalls. Like, I have a pair at home. Wait, really? Yeah, like black overalls. They're cool. They're not like... Well... <laughs> they're not like... <laughs> that. Hmm. I'll, I'll wear them next time. <laughs> they're Mobile, Alabama, hot couture. No, they're you- not like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think overalls are cool. You know, I think that... They're kind of... They're overall. A, they're a practical garment. What did you just say? They're kind of like a garment? <laughs> no, they're, they're a practical, practical garment. garment. Yeah. They are very practical. Uh, yeah, you know, like little pockets think, on the front. I think when done right, they can be kind of trendy. Tasteful. They're like a reverse romper. Oh, God. I think you're referring to a romp him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I refuse to call them that. <laughs> a while back, I was I was working at a shopping startup, and that I had to draw a romper oh. before I'd ever heard the word. And someone's uh, like, you need to draw one of these. I'm like, cool. Google What's it. that? <laughs> All right. That is a farm tool uh, used for romping. the process of... Romping, you know. I thought that during was, the harvest. I thought it was like a child's garment. Like maybe that's what one of those like kids' leashes was mm. called. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good I guess. Could see that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Every like romp thing I'd heard. Like we had this uh, like kids' play place back in Minnesota called Romp and Rome. Oh, okay. Like, so that that was the context I had on romp. Totally, that makes sense. Like a fun romp. Yeah, it's like a movie description. Romping around. Yeah, not, not like this is a thing you have to completely undress from to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well you can get you can get the flaps yeah <laughs> every tweet i see about rompers includes someone saying usually vicky tan saying yeah that's cool you have to completely remove it to go to the, bathroom. <laughs> the main feature is <laughs> feature <laughs> bathroom related um which is the main feature is the least con or the least <laughs> convenient bathroom time yeah for sure so what are you working on right now? Wait, wait, wait. Hang well, on. How did oh. overalls come up? What happened there? He's an overall person. I'm an overall. Oh, you're an overall, overall person. Well, overall a person. Can that be the title? Also, overall person? Overall person. <laughs> also, I think, unfortunately, generally into overalls. titled it. You actually have a pair of overalls at home? I do. Huh. Yeah, black sleek ones. They're like, you know. So speci- like the tuxedos like of the South. The special occasion kind <laughs> of thing. The South, yeah. I mean, only if I'm going to like cool parties. Trying to impress people. Yeah, for sure. Trying to like... You wear them with a bow tie. It's basically a cummerbund that holds itself up. It's a combination suspender cummerbund. Holy shit. I gotta go. You just said a whole lot of words. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But for real, what are you working on right now? What am I working on? Well, I've just been at Intercom for like three months now. So still getting settled in. Mm -hmm. But... uh, Who's your favorite coworker? Oh, no. Oh, no. Ryan Hubbard. Ryan's great, but we never get to see his face. Yeah. Why? Because he lives in Kansas City. What? Lucky dog. I didn't even know that. It's the best of both worlds. He's a remote boy. Yeah. Well, Um, I met him in person, so. Well. I did too, and I asked him where he lived. (laughs) He's like, San Francisco. I didn't, but I said next to Justin Perbor, so I assumed he was there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorite coworker. Careful now. Oof. They're all listening. 
they actually all said that they were going to listen. Literally two of them. They're probably going to do like a live, a live. They just play it out throughout the workday. Oh, Can this be part of your design crit? Um, Judson, your work yeah. this week was lacking. Mm, yep, yep, yep. Room for improvement. Favorite coworker is uh, a tie between Justin and Kelly. Okay. Who I like to affectionately call from Justin to Kelly, which is the nice. American Idol movie. Hell yes. From Justin to Kelly Clarkson. Wow. Because mm. Kelly Clarkson wins at the end. But, Spoiler. But also no one knows Justin's last name. Guarini. Oh, don't do <laughs> You know it. <laughs> Sarah, can you please bleep that? Thank fun, you. <laughs> fun fact, uh, I can name all the American Idol winners and the second runners up. From- Season four. No, I made the whole thing up. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was an amazing say, fun fact. That, that is a skill that no one has. No yeah. one on the planet. You could be on a game show or something, yeah. something like that. Uh, what was that kid's show? Um, oh, Frick, Frick, Frick. Who wants to be a hundred air? That's the one. <laughs> the no, the one on a- Who wants an allowance? <laughs> on, <laughs> That'd actually be pretty good. Uh, this show like, is just about like doing chores and stuff. <laughs> Do this chore for $100. <laughs> cool. Oh, my gosh. I think that's on TBN, the uh, Christian channel. <laughs> uh, did you guys see the... Uh, oh, wait. It's a Nickelodeon show where they have the hidden talents. What? What's the oh. hidden talents? It's not like remember. Guts. No. Global it's... Guts was great. Keenan Thompson was on it for a while. <sighs> all I that? I remember. No, it's not all that. Keenan and Kel. I don't know. It's gone. The whole thing. This the whole well. moment's ruined. This went very well. We're going to cut this. I'm into it. I don't have any producer talking rights, but we're going to cut this one. Not <laughs> for sure. So anyways, what are you working on? <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, right now uh, I'm making a lot of prints. Okay. Making a lot of fun stuff. Uh, we're working on rebuilding our careers page because we're hiring a lot Ooh. of people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, You're launching new blogs. We're, oh, yeah, we just launched a new blog, uh, brandstudio.intercom.com. Wow. You can, That's a... I memorized all the URLs so that I could just spit them out. Why didn't you buy inter.com? I think we have inter.com, actually. We just I think we use it as short links. Got it. I guess that Not makes that sense. Not that short. Yeah. It's still kind of long, right. you know honestly. <laughs> I don't make the rules. You should. I should. So three months in, you're basically wanna... the most tenured person. <laughs> now that I think about it, I should company. be making the rules. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I should. <laughs> um. So yeah, careers. Page. We're redesigning the careers page, right. and uh, I'm working on like figuring out photography. Yeah. And illustration. Figuring style. out how photography works, or how it works. Uh, cameras, uh, lenses, <laughs> or how remotes. to. Hide. Some of them have batteries. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> This all makes sense? Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, just doing like the art direction and figuring out what you want on your page and what you don't want, such as do you just want a group of five white male men, male men, <laughs> <laughs> five white male men staring into a camera and smiling. Delivering your mail. <laughs> Which is the standard startup page. Yes. No, like I, I have looked at every single... <laughs> I've looked at every single jobs page in San Francisco of any startup, which is, by the way, a bad thing to do if you're only three months into your job yeah. is if your entire search history is just other companies' <laughs> other jobs, jobs pages because it's not looking too great, <laughs> yeah. according to IT. Yeah. Um, so, Hey, uh, Judson. <laughs> <laughs> we are How are you enjoying? An interesting you, pattern uh... <laughs> here. <laughs> so that was a red flag, yeah. but uh, you know, we worked it out. 
Actually, uh, I'm curious. What did you find? What were the patterns? Oh, it was besides just the, lots of white boys, just uh, a lot of white boys in, for, in uh, front of foliage. In front of foliage, <laughs> no, just like uh, very uh, stale photography. A lot of times, that was like the biggest takeaway. I like think they in left general, the photos out too long. Yeah, uh, a lot of photography, just like empty rooms, mm-hmm. which is like I, I get the idea of this that like you have cool spaces and like great office space and stuff like that but like it's not a real estate website you're not selling apartments show me what the people are like that i'm gonna be working with (laughs) for sure so we've been trying to figure out a way to make it like a little more humanizing which is our mission is to make internet personal again so uh yeah i guess we should do like a tldr if you've never heard of intercom yeah uh, who hasn't heard of intercom I don't know. Anybody? I don't know. Maybe someone. We used Intercom at Figma. It was great. It's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I actually, fun fact, my first interaction with Intercom, Intercom is uh, like a, a suite of different applications to help businesses talk to their customers. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I was a freelancer, um, I installed Intercom on my website. There's like a little, it's primarily functions out of like a live chat feature. And um, I put it on my website. And whenever you went onto my website, a little bubble would pop up at the bottom where you could chat with me and uh the only question that it asked is like what's your favorite pizza and <laughs> uh-huh. what was the most common answer did you analyze this Pineapple. data it was hawaiian pizza was the most popular i got maybe a hundred to 200 responses over a couple months maybe did intercom uh, did have a feature the, where you yeah, can just end people did hmm? you have a feature where you can like check the demographics of that because that's actually really surprising uh, it was all one person it, it w- yeah it was just one person <laughs> talking to me over and over again i didn't i didn't do enough uh like i could probably spend more time looking at who was uh doing it but i'm glad you did have those metrics i'm glad you didn't but you could have i could have but i was very surprised and a little bit insulted. Yeah. yeah what's very your, insulted. What's your favorite kind of pizza? Let's do this real quick. Cheese. Okay. I'm a purist. Wow. Cheese, but like what kind of pizza? Cheese. No, DiGiorno. cheese is toppings. <laughs> nope. DiGiorno. That's the kind. DiGiorno cheese. Yes. I want my exactly. pizza cardboard flavored with nothing on it. Absolutely. <laughs> what's your favorite pizza brand? Like a Neapolitan pizza, like margarita or what something? What is Neapolitan? They're very thin and crispy. They're very good. I'm sorry. Repeat that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you out for Neapolitan pizza. It's okay. very good. All right. I'm a little, you know. Also, I there's a kale pizza near here. That, what, there we what? go. Oh, there it is. Right. There it I is. I figured that's what you were talking about. Oh, my gosh. It's, it is. This boy this eats is what's kale pizza I, like okay. a rabbit. Like so a rabbit. rabbit. The first time I had it was because I would literally eaten all the sausage pizza and there was still kale pizza left. So I tried it. <laughs> And holy shit, it's so good. It's, it's not. It's like very crispy. It's the no. It's very light and it's very spicy. I don't want any extra like texture. This is the, my problem. Mm-hmm. Is that in New York you can go down any street mm-hmm. on the planet at any time, two a.m. As long as you're in the middle New York. of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long in, as you live in New York, <laughs> <laughs> you can go anywhere <laughs> as long as you're in the confines of Manhattan. Yeah, and buy a dollar slice, and it will be the freshest, most beautiful slice of pizza you will ever eat that's not how that works at all it's that's not what fresh means and that's not... absolutely how it works. no i'm with you on this i'm with you <laughs> I, I missed that yeah anyways <sighs> i've done that it's not worth it it's absolutely worth it no 100 percent. so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you on a pizza like fact-finding adventure fact-finding adventure <laughs> you're gonna have to eat the kale pizza <laughs> no and you might no. you might want to die okay 
but right. also the Neapolitan pizza, and that's very good. Okay. And it's mostly cheese. Yep. It's just like very good crust and stuff. Yeah. Is there like strawberry and chocolate on it too? Mm-hmm. Or? Mm-hmm. Nope. It's just like plain tomatoes. It's like barely a sauce. But we can get ice cream afterwards. Okay. That's a good deal. I'll do that. Cool. That sounds I great. mean, that all sounds great. Let's. Yeah. Can we ship this? Can we leave and just- Yeah, get... I think we're good here. I mean, if you think about it, a slice of pizza could be rolled up into a cone shape and you could just have the ice cream at the same time. I think you're describing a calzone. Oh, in a cone. Okay. Yeah. All right. What if it's a, cow, cow, a cow cone? A cow cone. Oh, okay. An, an All right. Let's wrap it up, cone. guys. Yo, we have this on Kickstarter this by the end of the week. Designers. <laughs> this is what this all leads to. Trademark 2017. Cow cone. Oh, blah, what blah, is blah. the uh, Parks and Rec? Um, oh, gosh. Where he in Cones he, of Dunshire? No, not Cones of Dunshire. It's where he accidentally invents calzones the second time. <laughs> um. <laughs> he, was, he was making a pie, but he made a savory pie. <laughs> or something. It was like ham and cheese. And he's like, you know what? It's just a calzone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm. And he opens a restaurant called Calzone Zone. Mm-hmm. Or he wants to. He doesn't get that far. Mm-hmm. But it was for a pie making competition or something? I have no idea. We got to yeah. stop talking about TV because I don't remember anything. Yeah. That was a good tangent, though. Thank um, you. But it all comes back to <laughs> what's what? in a calm. <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome. All right. Now that we know how the pizza's if, made. <laughs> now that we know how pizza works, uh, Intercom is a suite of applications that like helps businesses talk to their customers. Yeah. A number of customers. A number of customers, multiple customers, but uh, primarily works as like a, a live chat solution. And it's just like an overall really uh, dope app. So... When you say you're thinking about a careers page and how do you make this more human oh, like, yes. reflect what it really is, tell me about that. How do you get in the mindset of like, all right, well, we're, we built software. Like that's kind of technical and yes. writing code and talking to customers about businessy stuff. How do we make a careers page that feels human and is different from all these other startups? Like where, do, yeah. where does your mindset even have to be? Uh, I think one of the things that I love about our brand design team um, it sounds like I'm answering a totally different question, but, uh, but it's that I love is that, uh, a lot of us came from outside of the tech scene. So this is my first tech-based job. I think two or three of us came from more agency style things and working in different areas. So I was not working in tech at all when I came in here. And, uh, I think that just gives like a very different perspective, like, me doing research for this is looking at other tech career sites and and seeing what they're doing, but sure, also what not to do. <laughs> also, it looks like looking at people and saying, "All right, we're not going to do that. We're not going to yeah, do that. Yeah. We're not going to do that." And then just taking the experiences that I've seen from my other jobs, my other like experiences in life outside of tech, and trying to apply it into what I'm working on today. And I think a lot of that. I mean, I could say the word, phrase "be authentic," and you know vomit projectile vomit across the room Mm -hmm. but uh there's certainly a sense of just saying like how do you remove kind of like the couple layers of bullshit on top of what everyone else is doing just because everybody else is doing it so just that's that's probably poorly phrased no i think so all html no css basically yeah uh cut the bullshit cut the bullshit a little bit yeah i think there's just uh a certain sense of trying to I don't know, remove remove the layers of uh, cleanliness that people try and do to to make everything look happy and shiny. And oh, just so it's going to be a dirty page. Dirty yeah, page. Dirty page. People we use a lot of Justin's layers. crying and <laughs> someone else in the corner. 
frustrated. Yeah. I mean, we want to show the real <laughs> suffering of working at our company. Uh, Authentic. Authentic. You so know. It's just Justin curled up in the fetal position on top of a pile of Rizzo posters. Yes. This mm-hmm. could be you. Exactly. Mm. No. So uh, just looking at, I mean, even, I mean, we were talking earlier about um, like photography and how that affects things and like. Are you spending a whole lot of time, you know, getting lighting right? And we were looking at pages where it was clear that there was somebody behind the frame who had like an iron ready for everyone's shirts. Like to iron them on top of their bodies? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if somebody was either had like a steamer or an iron setup that they could like actually just press things perfectly. Yeah. Um, so Hmm. it's just like, all right, all right. Just peel all that back a little bit, like work a little less hard. Can we distress this? Yeah, you know. So we're throwing dirt on everyone's clothing right before we do <laughs> the photo shoot. You look a little too put This is going to be the shredded jeans of websites. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> do you guys see that uh, video of the the laser that does the pre-distressed jeans? Yes. Oh, it was so nuts. It, it was, was kind of mesmerizing. It was mesmerizing. It was very depressing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, like that was a good pair of How jeans. How did you want them to be distressed? <laughs> Like how you normally do it, I don't know. Like by like wearing them, by honest, like wearing, honest hard work. You know, I'm just looking for hay. some honest working denim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, denim that uh does the job, and uh, when it gets tired, it gets tired. Mm-hmm. No, I put it to bed. Put it to bed. <laughs> I no, agree I, with this conceptually, but that is a thing that is sold as pre-distressed jeans. Yeah, true. and it's weird. It's, it's like weird. buy a pre-scuffed iPhone, like. Uh, it has more character to it. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> Shit, did I just give Apple a billion dollar idea? <laughs> We're going to shut this down. Grunge iPhones. Trademark 2017 Sunday Oh, boy. Let's back up. Okay. Where are you from? I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. Live there. Florida man. Go Jags. I am Florida man. Oh, go Jags. It's like go saddest team. <laughs> I've only lived you in jags. City. I've only lived in cities with very sad Go teams. Sad boys. Sad boys. Go be happy, please. Uh, Just try. Yeah, so I went to uh to high school there. Uh and then I went to college in Mobile, Alabama. Were you always a artist? Uh no. I thought I I couldn't draw as a kid. Um I knew I wanted to work in more creative fields, but I didn't really know what that was going to look like. So, like, as a young, young kid, I thought I wanted to do, like, film and be a director or something like that. And then started getting really into computers. And Because uh, you were doing film stuff? A little bit. Uh, computers is just, like, what I had access to. Like, I did have a computer. So many computers. <laughs> so many, Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> All over the place. I've got a really good Florida. story that I will tell you right around the college point in this story about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I had access to a computer as, like, even, I think, when I was, like, five, maybe. So that was just always around. And I was really fascinated by it. And uh, so I was doing a lot on that and got exposed to like web design very early uh, in a more polished sense. Like when I was like in second or third grade, there was like a little That's class at our elementary school. What? Yeah. For web design? It was like a WYSIWYG sort of setup of like- I don't think I've ever heard of it. It was yeah, like that, some yeah. teacher was just like a hardcore nerd and was like, let's <laughs> yeah. make this happen. Let's I mean, do this. seriously, that's what it was. It was like a- um, Y'all seen CSS Zen Garden? <laughs> <laughs> Can you even read? Definitely not even that. It was like, uh, it wasn't, 
I don't even know what the program was, um, but it was it was like some sort of WYSIWYG application, and we would Microsoft front page. I mean, it probably well we had Max Dreamweaver. Um, it might have been Dreamweaver, but actually, I don't know. Holy no, shit. I don't think so. It had to have been crappier than that. Yeah, because um, I, I mean, I was in second grade, so mm-hmm. I couldn't was it, do much. What was the iWeb or whatever? iWeb. Remember that? I don't think because I think we were on like OS nine at the time. Ah. So uh, back in the day, yeah, yeah. But anyways, it was this like little drag and drop application. We come in on like Wednesdays after school, and we did it for like a month, and then they uploaded our page to the uh, to like the school server, and it was like you know like some URL that I would never ever be able to memorize, so I never saw it again. But that was like my first exposure to something like that. So that just got me like kicked off in that area and had random interactions over time. I think in middle school, I took like a a flash Adobe flash camp, which is probably the nerdiest camp that you could go to. But it was at like a community That's college. That's a little nerdy. It was pretty Flash nerdy. camp this in was Alabama? Like, so I would definitely expect Kevin Bacon to be there. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but uh, it was like at a community college. And that was like peak E-bombs world, yeah. like mm-hmm. dumb flash videos. Mm-hmm. So that was the point. And it was actually the most miserable camp that I'd ever went to. And it was like two weeks long. And... I don't even think I went the second week, but the first cool. week, the the first week was all about Illustrator, and so I picked up like some incredible. And you're like, this is the worst. I know it was. I was seriously. I would go home and like cry to my mom to make me or to <laughs> let me not go back. <laughs> no. Don't make, don't no. make me. Don't make me. Uh, no, I was just. I think like all the other kids were just like so unrelatable and annoying, and uh, but. And I was pissed off that I wasn't learning Flash. They were just teaching us Illustrator. And what's wild is that like all of the knowledge that I got from that Illustrator camp, like I use every day. <laughs> and it put me so ahead of like all my fr- like friends that were working on design stuff. It was just like unbelievable how much that applied to me for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I hated the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's a moral to this story, I think. Somewhere in there. There's yeah. some moral in there somewhere. Uh, but I think the, the main moral is that I f- skipped the Flash week, uh, which was probably a good decision long term. <laughs> uh, where was I going with this? What were we was talking that, about? that in middle school, high school? I was giving you my life story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then in high school, I did yearbook club. And uh, I, w- uh-huh. I was also homeschooled, which is a great decision. Ooh. Wait, so wait, you wait. did your yearbook, yearbook for your, your homeschool? homeschool? No. Because ah, I was homeschooled as well, good. but we didn't do a yearbook. <laughs> Just a big old picture of Florida you. Florida <laughs> has a pretty messed up loophole, which is basically that you can be homeschooled all you want and then show up to high school for like two classes. And so I showed up for yearbook. <laughs> and uh, What? Why? Yeah. Uh, just for like social time, I still had like, to, like social get out of the times, house, get away from uh, mom. We no. don't want more Florida mans. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I had a couple friends that were going to a high school down the road from me, and I was like, I want to go hang out with them. And so I think a lot of people didn't even realize that I was not homeschooled, or that I was, yeah, that I was homeschooled. Yeah, they're like, um, see, see you at period six, man. Yeah, uh, you're like, I, would, I, I, that's the only, pe- yeah, yeah, that's that's the only one that I'm at. Um, uh, did you not want to be homeschooled? Uh, so I really liked it because I was using it towards my advantage of like, cause I was at that point in time, I was really starting to get into design and photography. I bought a camera when I was in high school. And, um, 
So I was getting really into that. And I was also just like very frustrated by the idea of like structured classes and the idea that I had to do 60 minutes of a class where if I was by myself doing it, I could do it in like 45 minutes or 30 minutes or, you know, five Mm -hmm. minutes sometimes. Where if I was by myself, I could do it in like 55 minutes. Well, I'm not that much smarter. I'm just a little bit smarter. <laughs> Five minutes and smarter. And a lot quicker if I had access to Yahoo Answers during that time. <laughs> right? I would knock no. through it. So. <laughs> Yahoo Answers? Those are the answers you trust? All of your worldly knowledge is <laughs> hey, built look, on, a, <laughs> on a foundation of Yahoo Answers. <laughs> that is more or less true. Uh, uh, so they had this like on – so my mom didn't even teach me anything. They have a like an online school mm-hmm. called Forda Virtual School. Mm. And I learned on that. See, um, we had like paper books. It was the that's worst. Interesting. Okay. And you'd like fill them out and like okay. work through them and then grade them and whatever. Like fill that's in weird. the blank history books? Mm, not quite. It, it was like, it was like, <laughs> it's like, what do you think happened? <laughs> it, it was like read, 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 like quiz, read, 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 yeah, quiz, read, 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 test, whatever. <laughs> it would just be very but fun. Basically, school. Mad libs, well, but homeschool. On that history like time quiz. savings thing, like, it, if we did a test and we passed it, we didn't have to do the rest of the book the way my mom did it. It was nice, dope. nice. Um, so, you, anyways, you got yeah. more time to yourself to, yeah, just to like work on weird stuff. Yeah. And I was like hanging out on dumb message boards online and like learning. E-bombs to, world is among the dumbest. I was not hanging out on E-bombs world, okay. thankfully. Yeah. Um, Good but, times uh, on there, though. <laughs> yeah, it was good times, you know? Uh, crazy frog guy and... Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, so uh, I was spending all that time in high school just, like, learning design and learning uh, a little bit about making websites and things like that. And I think by the end of it, I was starting to take on a little bit of client work. Wow. Yeah. Um, granted, it was all very, very bad, but I was, like, start starting to realize that there was no reason why I shouldn't start doing that stuff, mm-hmm. um, at least on a really small scale. And then I went to college in Alabama. Hmm. And, What'd you go for? Uh, vocal performance. Whoa. That's uh, a twist. That was not necessarily by choice. But uh, so- You were forced to sing. I was forced to sing. sing. Damn it. But <laughs> <laughs> um, <Love> my voice. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. I didn't really want to go to college. And uh, my parents really wanted me to go to college. And I delayed until like maybe three months before the first semester would start to choose a school. And so uh, my, si- my sister was going to this college in Alabama I applied the day of closing, like, admissions. Yeah. <laughs> but the admissions officer's wife was my high school counselor. <laughs> okay, so you had a little bit of a hookup. It was great. Oh, you lazy boys. Yeah. I didn't so, want to go to college at all. Yeah. You didn't go to college? I didn't want to. Oh, you didn't. Okay, yeah. I was kind of in the same boat, and I was just like, man, well, my my options were to go to art school, which I didn't really feel, like, that ready to make that big of a jump yet. And um, my sister was going to this school in South Alabama called University of Mobile. And um, there's 600 kids on campus and very, very small school. And uh, I desperately did not want to go. But my only other option was to go to community college and stay at home. And I was like, I don't really want to stay at home either. So I went to the school. Oh, but the line. So I went and met with the guy who was like the head of the music department or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, my sister was in the music program there and I'd gotten like a small, I was a little bit interested in music. I played guitar and I sang 
and the head of the music department came and like sat down with me while I was like kind of like trying out quote unquote and he knew I was really interested in design and stuff like that but he was like 85 and had no idea like what graphic design was and his line to like get me into the school was there are so many computers in mobile that you're gonna do great here <laughs> uh-huh and okay. then I went to the school and Two now he thinks that line worked <laughs> <laughs> And it was the saddest part about oh. me going to that school. <laughs> I just want you to know, this isn't about that computer line. <laughs> yeah, it's not about the computer thing. It's more of a, just like I'm out of options, so I'm yeah. here. So you studied vocal performance. I studied vocal performance. Crazy. Like choir, I sang in Latin or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what you, I think that's what you do. I think that's what you do. But do, yeah. Do a little Latin, do a little like Irish. It's more Italian. We had an Irish song. That was oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have that. So what was the goal at the time? What were you thinking? Um, come up with a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> How do I not? Which no, I think that's cool. Took about two and a half years <laughs> to okay. come up with a better idea. But uh, yeah, so I was working, I was doing like minimal hours, like taking like three classes a semester, or f- four classes a semester. And then I'd started picking up freelance by that point. And so um, I was actually doing like front end development for a, a Bible application called Uversion, um, which is has been the number one Bible application for for a long time. And they were just like one of those, I ran into a dude at a coffee shop and he, like we started talking and they ended up, we're just like, hey, we'll pay you 15 bucks an hour to do some design stuff for us. And at the time I was 18 and I was like, I'm making $15 <laughs> an hour. I'm rich. Um, so I was doing that and just like random odd jobs and I started doing posters, odd jobs, uh, odd jobs of like, you know, like random posters yeah. and stuff like that at our school and doing like posters for all the bands that would come through to our school to play and kind of got started out that way. Yeah. This is a really slow introduction to my life. That's so okay. I'm sorry. What happened after that? Uh, by my... Junior year, I was working for a campus activities board, and um, one of the the dudes who worked there texted me and said, "Like, hey, can you come in for a meeting? Uh, we just need to chat through some work stuff." And I was like, "Sure, that's cool." And I show up, and uh, like three or four of the campus activity board like people uh, locked me in a meeting room and said, "You need to quit this school." <laughs> Whoa! Because <laughs> I was just like visibly unhappy that i was there and i knew i needed to be doing other stuff and uh, you had an intervention to drop out of college yes holy shit by the the campus activity board (laughs) of the school that i was going to yo stop being here (laughs) (laughs) stop being here you hate it we know it uh so it wasn't that bad but they were they were just like it's clear clear your heads in other places so you need to like get out of here or transfer to a school because I think at that point I had I had stopped doing vocal performance. I was just taking general electives and like getting my just taking random classes. I was going off the deep end. Was it a relief to have that? To have somebody like vocalize that? Yeah, I think so. I think it was it was finally like the permission that I needed that I could stop doing what other people said. Yeah. So I did that by doing what they told me to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, in a weird, <laughs> in, a weird <laughs> in a weird way. Twist of logic. It, that it was certainly a point where I was like, I had stopped looking for other options. And I was just like, I'm just going to follow this through. 
And as a result, I'd kind of like, I don't know, just gotten complacent. So they were like, you need to get out of here, do something else, figure it out. And um, I had just done an internship um, in New York at Charity Water, um, a nonprofit. I worked up there for like two and a half months. I guess I skipped that. But I did that and I came back to school. And I think the combination of those two things, the internship and, and that little meeting kind of like spurred something in me to be like, all right, let's, let's do something else. And during that time, I had come in contact with this guy, Jeremy Cowart, who's a photographer in Nashville. He does a lot of celebrity and like entertainment photography. And I was just like really into his work. And I wasn't doing, I was doing a little bit of photography, but I was definitely not like an active photographer or anything like that. Um, but something about me, like, was just like captivated by what he was doing and he was doing it. He had like a, a nonprofit going on the side and a couple different businesses. And I was really intrigued by the idea that he was creative and also a businessman and was almost like an entrepreneur in a, in a way of like just juggling five or six different projects. And, um, I really wanted to intern for him, but he didn't really have like any sort of internship set up. And so um, I did what only stupid people do, which is uh, I spent like two or three weeks working on like a little website uh, that was just like judsoncollier.com slash wants to work for Jeremy and built out this little website for him and tweeted or I almost tweeted it out. I had it all ready to go. And it was basically just like a a letter of me just like asking to work for him. And then I was like, no, this is dumb and it's not going to work. And uh, those people that pulled me aside at the campus activities board I think I'd showed it to them one day and they were like, why aren't you sending this out? And I was like, uh, I don't think I'm going to send it out. And they're like, we have the link and we're going to send it <laughs> we'll out in it an you. hour if you don't send it out. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh. Oh my God. You're so getting blackmailed. I'm basically own- getting blackmailed and it would be way worse to come from somebody else. Yeah. So I was like, I'm yeah. just going to do it. And so I sent it out and Jeremy responded and he was like enthusiastically like, yes, let's do it. Like, I don't know the details yet, but we'll figure it out. And I was like, oh, shoot, I need to drop out of school. And uh, so I, I dropped out that semester and moved to Nashville. So only idiots want to do this thing, but it worked. It worked. I think it can backfire. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think that can go pretty south pretty quick. So he was super Because you were in the south. Uh, I was in the wow. south. But, Not much south to go from there. But I mean, there's a level of crazy of like... This guy isn't like making a lot of money. It was an unpaid internship. It wasn't like a setup where he was like a large company and could just like, oh yeah, we can take the risk. Like his family like invited me into their house and like super kind. Um, So if I was a crazy person, that would be pretty weird. And after making a fan site for this guy, all signs point to. Yeah. (laughs) After two weeks of building like a a fan site, uh, a literal fan site. I'm not crazy, I swear to God. Let me work for you. (laughs) It was not necessarily convincing, but. uh, Is that that URL still up? No, it's not. I took it down. Oh, buddy. I got got too scared. Good thing we have archive.org. Oh, great. All right. Cool. Um, But yeah, I moved up That's not what archive.org is, is Internet Archive? Uh, what is it? What is it called? Yeah. Wayback Machine, right? Wayback Machine, yeah. Anyways, I did that. I so you got to, the internship. I moved, moved to, to Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. And I worked on photo shoots for like six or seven months. How was that? It was Unpaid great. for six or seven months? Yeah. Wow. Only a couple of days a week. And then I was okay. freelancing okay. on okay. top of that. So, But also, you were paying money for college. And now you're not paying money. So at least yeah. there's that. <laughs> That is true. If you're learning something you actually want to learn and you're paying less money right. than you were. For sure. Yeah. Though, I mean, yeah, it was it was definitely uh, a jump because 
rent in Mobile is like a dollar, uh-huh. and rent in Nashville is not a dollar. Twelve dollars. It's at least twelve. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. So yeah, what'd I was you, like, what'd you learn about, or what'd you pick up that? Man, that was valuable. A lot, but I think a lot of it was about like iteration and learning. I think I learned a lot about his creative process. So he does a ton of photo shoots, but they're super weird sometimes. And he he just uses a lot of different um, elements and light and different props. And it like I feel like working on a photo shoot is a lot about like improvising with just like what's around you. And I learned a lot about like working on the fly and I don't know, just, just improvising creatively. So I learned a lot about that, but I also just learned about, I mean, he's a super nice guy and a very empathetic person. So I learned a lot just about being like a working professional and how to like carry yourself and carry yourself around clients and carry yourself around people that he was like a very popular dude. So like people would show up at the office, just wanting to talk, like strangers would show up and just want to talk to him. So I And then they would go and make websites about wanting to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I think on. I was that guy. <laughs> Hang on. Um but I learned just like the way that he carried himself through all that was really cool. Um cuz he's a, a sweet dude. So He was shooting entertainment photos? Entertainment photos. So, Celebrities? Uh musicians? Yes. Uh so during the time that I was working for him, we didn't do a, a whole lot. My best story is working on the Kelly Clarkson Christmas photo shoot. Oh, wow. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is where you really got into American Idol. That's where I really, that was my, yeah. you know, the passion for American Idol really was ignited yeah. at that moment. Yeah. Um, no, but he he did a lot. I In his earlier days, he like went on tour with Britney Spears and shot like Sting and Taylor Swift and a bunch of other you know typical musician celebrities yes oh, yes the typical sting, musician the typical taylor sting and taylor, taylor swift britney spears the yes. usual suspect. they were all in the same room just hanging out um, that would be a a room typical yeah very Typ- typical. that'd be a typical music room anyways <laughs> it's a very nashville thing to do um, yeah so nashville's a music town nashville's a music and town. you were playing guitar and had a vocal as soon as i got to nashville i was like there's no way i'm gonna do any music here oh really because i was at, at that point i was like I'm doing art. I don't want to do music. And also, everyone here is amazing. And so you don't want to like, I don't know, push yourself Comparatively. <laughs> Comparatively. So you didn't, uh, okay. So, but at that point, I was like, I'm kind of over it. And I, I kind of know where I want to be. But I did get to enjoy a lot of music. It's a great town. Mm-hmm. Uh, How long did you stay there? I was there for four years. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah. So I would actually, still in my head, I was like, I didn't really know anything about Nashville or, or a lot about like the culture there or anything like that. So I was like, I'll be here for six months and I'll move back at the end of the internship. And then by the end of that six months, I was like, there's no way I'm moving back. Hmm. Uh, important question. Yes. What's your favorite song off the Kelly Clarkson Christmas album? Oh, shoot. It's a, it's a classic, so. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, the one about the bells, I think, <laughs> was the one that struck my heart the did most. Did it talk about snow at all in it? It did. Yeah. There's a really fun story, in fact. Like, Within the last 24 hours, that was my last day interning, just doing that shoot. And um, you're like, I gotta stay for this one. <laughs> I gotta stay for this one, guys. Very passionate about Kelly. Uh, no, uh, that was the last day that I was 
working there. And um, that morning, I spent three hours running around trying to find snow <laughs> for a photo shoot because we had forgotten to... Like a crazy man going into hardware stores. <laughs> Where's the snow? Where's the snow, guys? No, we had this like snow machine. And uh, it's basically just runs off soap. Yeah. But I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> And there was like a specific brand of snow juice that we were supposed to use that nobody that bought. So gross. <laughs> snow Ugh. juice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we forgot to buy it. And so I spent like, uh, like Kelly Clarkson had already shown up and she was like getting ready and we still didn't have snow. And I found this place like 30 minutes out of town that had it. And um, I drove out there and got there and I'm super stressed out. And, um, Kelly Walk. Clarkson needs this snow. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson needs the snow. Do you know now. who this is for? <laughs> <laughs> but I show up to this place and I'm like, hey, do you uh, like I called about the snow juice? And they're like, <laughs> which is a stupid <laughs> sentence to say, by oh, the way. Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> we were just making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, yes, what kind of snow juice do you want? Oh, no. Strawberry, lemon, grape. And they were oh, talking about snow cones. Shit. And I literally did not respond. I ran out of the building. <laughs> I gave them a death glare. <laughs> just <then>. middle <laughs> fingers to the sky to the snow juice, man. Um, <laughs> you think I have time for these games? <laughs> the store was called Art Pancakes Party Supply. And I know that by heart because I hate Art Pancake now. And <laughs> I hate pancakes. Wait, Art Pancake Possessive? Party supply? Art Pancake is the man who owns that the party store. That is the coolest store. name ever. <laughs> Good to meet you on Mr. Pancake. <laughs> Art Pancake. Anyways, this is a long tangent of a story. but it's uh, amazing. <laughs> the worst part of the story is that uh, I drove back to the photo shoot and then we found a place that was two streets over that was selling the snow juice. That we actually needed. That is a niche product. It is a very niche product. By the way, you can find it at any DJ store. Oh. That's where you're looking for. A DJ store? No party stores. DJ stores. Like lights. Rave equipment. Yes. What was the backup? Was it like, we're going to go buy some cotton? I have no idea what the backup was. Photoshop, probably. But like. Oh, photoshopping snow would not be powdered sugar. Not (laughs) powdered sugar. <laughs> that actually really has like no, very you sift it serious <laughs> well, case of dandruff uh, and uh <laughs> that was the backup plan <laughs> judson slightly out of frame above <laughs> shaking his head furiously just get a little bro- over kelly clarkson <laughs> or kelly up. clarkson so breakfast club action <laughs> oh oh no that's gosh gross anyways so I interned there for the four hell? years. And, uh, <laughs> so that was your last day. You kind of went out with a bang. That was a good one. I did go out with a bang. And then uh, I just freelanced for three years and did that. Kind that of really all graphic design or was this web, web development? Uh, by that time, I think I had like, well, I was doing a little bit of web design, but I knew I wasn't very good at it, uh, at least on the development side. And so I was trying to get more and more into graphic design and working with bands around town because that was basically the bread and butter of the city and doing like a little bit of more brand and corporate related work, but almost all of it was like remote exclusively. Yeah. So uh, yeah, did that for like three years of just working with bands, which was like an awesome experience. Um, I don't know if you know a lot, but it turns out- I don't out know much of anything. Music doesn't actually make that much money anymore. Huh. So uh, 
Tell that to Kanye West. So uh, this is why I dropped out of my music major. <laughs> <laughs> Something about uh, MP3s uh, a couple years ago um, kind of like curtailed the profit. I don't know. I haven't heard a whole lot about it, but um, turns out I don't make a lot of money as a graphic designer doing music stuff. So I moved to San Francisco to sell out. You sold out? I sold out. How's it feel? feels amazing. <laughs> I got so much <laughs> money kidding. now. Uh, when did that thought cross your mind? Like, Tell okay. Carson, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, San Francisco tech. Like, Yeah. So I had always had like an interest in tech. Even in high yeah. school, I was like really in like. Well, you, were, you were the computer boy. Yeah, I was computer. I was computer boy. Uh-huh. Uh, so super into to uh, digital stuff. And I kept up with that a little bit, at least you know, in reading and, and with friends that had ended up going into more tech related stuff. And, um, I guess about eight months ago, I'd gotten to a point where I was doing freelance again in Nashville and was just like, this isn't working out. Like there's a ton of people in the world who will tell you that like freelance is the best thing that you can do. And I think I'm firmly in the camp of like, not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, you did it and a I long think that time, gets, though. Well, so there were there was a gap for like a year where I'd taken on like a contract with a big company, ah. uh, not a big company. I'm sorry, just like a, a big contract with a company for for about almost a year, um, and that was just like an eye opening experience of like going into a place every day for eight or nine months, and I was like, this is actually pretty nice. Yeah, and uh, ended up that ended up um, just like closing out, and I went back into freelance. I was like, this isn't working. You out. had the contrast there. Yeah. yeah. So I had like a really nice contrast of like doing full time for a year and then doing freelance for a year and realizing like maybe freelance isn't for me, at least for right now. So at that point I started looking and I was actually trying to go to New York for a while um, just because I really liked the city and had a bunch of friends up there. And old Justin Pervorce reached out. Hmm. That and, guy. Uh, How'd he find you? Did he ever tell you? Uh, me and Jake. You heard about the rumors of this computer boy. Uh, you heard about computer boy on the <laughs> this, internet. This real whiz kid out in Nashville. They don't have much, uh, not much money out there in the music world. <laughs> <laughs> Music's going broke. I gotta save this boy. <laughs> it's a real hero story. Justin Pervorce. Being the hero, of course. He's the hero in the situation. I am the small child dangling off a bridge. <gasps> I just watched a video of a child dangling off a bridge. Why would you mention that on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's maybe not. <laughs> it was a video of these teenagers climbing the Golden Gate Bridge. That's terrifying. It was terrifying. I'm sorry. Justin found those you. idiots. I was in the middle of a 45 minute story. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> you were like, check out this YouTube video. How dare I? How dare I interrupt? <laughs> uh, no. So I had known Justin. The ballad uh, of computer boy. Through the internet. Yeah. So I had, I had been following Justin since he was working in Atlanta at MailChimp. And I was a really big fan of him. And started uh, making funnier jokes on Twitter. And mm-hmm. one day he followed me. Yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> That's a <laughs> That's great key, day for me. Key to getting followed by JP. Yes. Uh, so I made a funny joke on Twitter and he followed me. And then he came through town, I guess last fall for brand new. Um, Which is? A conference, a mm-hmm. uh, branding conference run by Under Consideration. Armin Vit and 
His wife, I think? The other person with uh-huh. Armin Vit. Yeah. Um, so they came to town and threw a little shindig at uh, in Nashville. And the whole intercom team came to the conference. And I met Stuart Scott Kieran and Justin at a coffee shop. Well, I met Stuart at a coffee shop. And then I ran into Justin at the conference and um, did a freelance project with them in the fall. And they reached out in like December. And I think at that point I was doing interviews in New York and they reached out like the day before I was going to an interview in New York and said like, Hey, would you be interested in a job? And I was like, yes, but you fit me at a super weird time because I'm on my way to an interview. And they were like, if that doesn't work out, just let us know. And it didn't work out, which was, and you let them know. know. (laughs) So I let them know. (laughs) And then I, had zero plans of, of moving to San Francisco up until that point. Because they support remote, right? Yeah, but brand design specifically with like one or two exceptions. We had, we've had some people that um, have been on for a while at Intercom. But other than that, like right now we're not hiring remote at got all. Got it, got it. Um, so, uh, so they had, the deal was basically like, you got to move to San Francisco if you want to do this job. And so... Um, they hit me up. I visited for like less than, no, a little bit more than 24 hours. And uh, that was my first time in San Francisco, my first time on the West Coast. And uh really liked the team. And I was like, I'm going to do this, I guess. So having been here for three months, how do you feel about San Francisco now? San Francisco is terrifying. <laughs> in what ways? Every way. All the ways? Scooters are everywhere what's the problem with that you don't know what's even scarier what there's people here that like kale pizza there's people here that exist that like that sounds kale, like kale that sounds like pizza. a stereotype but it's it's very it is good the most <laughs> stereotypical san francisco now thing i I've really ever want heard. to take you to get kale pizza like right now it's so good i decline like it is Good sir. It is very much not what I had expected from Kale Pizza. My entire experience of San Francisco has been like just like watching Silicon Valley and then being here for the past three months. And it all feels right to me. But there's more avocado. There's more avocado and less homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one leads to the other, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you not see the avocado homes thing that just came out? Some oh that avocado toast yeah stuff? it's like uh, oh if God. if millennials want to buy there's some like fucking uh, Australian property developer or some <laughs> shit who cares just dummies uh, San Francisco terrifying actually it's is terrifying yeah why I mean it's a big city yeah and uh, this is a how big is Nashville we're smaller than Nashville no you're not yeah we are well physically and eight hundred thousand people I said eight hundred k yeah really yeah. okay Nashville's six hundred. So it's not that no much. No way. Yeah, but the density is incredibly different. Yeah. Uh, um, we got that density. Yeah. I actually expected it to be more like New York in density. I looked it up and, man, I couldn't. Like, we're, I think we're higher, right? No, you're lower. No, oh, New, much York, lower. New York's like off the charts. Off oh, because chart. verticality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just like per square mile or something like that. Um, I don't remember the numbers, but it's like maybe a tenth of New York. Huh. So. That was the biggest, like, unexpected part. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's just intimidating. Your first couple of months in a big city. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm still getting used to that. I'm still finding my way around the bus system. Transit here is not as cool as I thought it would be. Nope. 
Not yeah. even a little bit. And cool's never it, I would okay. I don't think I could describe it as cool. Ever. I don't think you could describe any transit system as particularly cool. I've taken BART twice and I've taken Are you serious? The bus zero times. Are you kidding me? No. How do you live? Motorcycle. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. That's fine. Actually, and, I haven't ridden that in like and, six months. Okay. Workplaces within walking distance. Yeah. I uh, I gave my car to my dad because he's been driving the same car for like 20 years. Oh, you don't want to drive a car here. I don't want to do anything here. I just want to <laughs> get... Wanna, uh, I want to leave I wanna, here. <laughs> I want to live within like three blocks of like a Whole Foods, my house, and my job. You should just move over here because yeah, that does that thing. <laughs> that actually would be pretty nice. <laughs> But where do I get like good toast and stuff like that? Ah, That's the question. Shit. Yo, I live next to a pretty spot for you. Dope toast place. Um, so tell me more. Like, did you have expectations coming out here? Like, okay, I'm gonna go to this tech world. I'm coming from the music world. I've, yeah, uh, I've spent a lot of time in the in the South. My mom's side's all from Alabama. Yeah, nothing like out here. Absolutely, culturally, yeah. and like you went from one dollar rent to twelve dollar rent to like yes. three billion dollar rent. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I'm paying three times what I was paying in San, uh, in Nashville. Yeah. Um. Uh huh. And less of the space. Yeah. Uh-huh. I live with a married couple right now. Ooh. It's pretty weird. But uh, I mean, only if you think that. Yeah. That's we lived true. with a married couple for two years. Okay. All well, right. I'm not pretty married and then married. Yeah. Okay. All right. Real fun. What were your expectations? Uh, I don't know if I had expectations. So the whole process. You just did it? Well, the whole process was so fast. So like, I think they reached out mid-December and then I, um, I interviewed mid-January and then by mid-February, I had moved out of Nashville. So it was such a quick experience. I think I had like a little... I used to, I am usually so vigorously over preparing for moving anywhere. So like when I moved to Nashville, I had huge lists of like people that I wanted to meet, places that I wanted to go. And then every time I actually got to the destination of where I was going, like I never remembered that I made those files and I never visited like any of the places. So I had like all of these lists of uh, apartments that I should check out for San Francisco, um, coffee shops that I wanted to go to people that I wanted to meet and like none of it has been addressed at all. I never ended up landing at any of those apartments or even checking out the apartment places uh, that I listed but out. But it sounds like you actually found a place you liked quickly, which yeah. is uncommon. Very uncommon. I managed to meet people that were safe, not crazy and super nice. Yeah. Uh, That's and a very rare combination of humans. Yes. You basically hit the lottery. The rest of your experience in San Francisco will now suck because you used up all your luck. I used up all of the energy <laughs> on good luck within like the first 15 minutes of moving to San Francisco. Though I will say I almost got into a car accident, The f- like my Uber ride from the airport to my house. And I was like, this is a bad sign. <laughs> they don't want me here. I'm not welcome. The city is rejecting me. Yeah. <laughs> We just need to turn around and go back to the airport. Um, no, but uh, uh, yeah, I didn't have like a lot of time to like formulate an expectation of like what it would be like to live here. Um, what about the work? Like uh, coming from a freelancing background, yeah. doing a lot of music work, graphic design. Yeah. Now it's like tech company that's doing software as a service. Yeah, Mr. P leaning over your shoulder every day. Yeah, Justin Pervorce you know, overhead art directing me always eight to 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. No, I'm kidding. 
no, surprisingly, it's been like a super easy transition. I'm not just saying that because they're probably going to listen to this and make fun of me afterwards. Blink twice. Uh, I need support. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he can just like do a bunch of like hand gestures and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't see him. I have signs. I know. <laughs> yeah, you, I know that you're you have your listening to this in, in your, your head. Pocket. He's drawing signs. <laughs> Save me. I have signs oh, that I'm rude. holding up right now. Uh, no, it's been like a super easy transition. Yeah. Um, like the work has been super fun, and uh, I will say that I spend more time than I ever have uh, making dumb posters and printing them out on our Resograph machine, which yeah. is. Also, Justin's rubbed off on you. Super dope. Yeah. Well, that's the expectation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rizzo Dad. Rizzo Dad. He's got a little plaque on his desk that says Rizzo Dad. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've been to our office. Uh-huh. But, uh, that's where that's, I picked that up. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Did the the work, is this like dramatically different work or is this kind of like the same groove of, of stuff you've been doing? The cool the thing is like we are working in tech, but our the Intercom Brand Studio is so unique i feel like in a lot of ways that um that a lot of the work that i'm doing feels similar and that i get to use the same amount of creative i'm not holding back a lot uh just because in like when i was doing album art and stuff like that there's not really any like corporate expectations so you just make some like really fun art and hope that uh the musician likes it and for the brand studio at intercom like thankfully there's a lot of leeway to do some really interesting work and so I just get to have fun with it and goof off and uh, and and make some really interesting art that gets applied to a lot more corporate things, but without that standard like limitation. Does yeah, that make sense? That's kind of the dream, huh? Yeah. That sounds nice. I feel like I'm getting spoiled a little bit. Um, so I feel like that too. Thanks. About him that. or about you? About him. Oh, oh okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I feel like I'm getting a really weird experience of like, I'm, I don't feel like I'm working at a tech company on like a day-to-day basis actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, like whenever we're working on like brand studio stuff, it's like pretty nice. Oh, so I will say that the hardest thing about living here and working here, moving from like freelance to full-time is that I'm constantly exhausted. Uh, like 100% of the time? Like 100% of the time between like walking everywhere now. Because <laughs> I walk, okay. I, I have, thought, okay, when you yeah, first go. said that, I thought JP was working you too hard. No. And I was about to have no. a serious conversation. Well, I mean, it's 13 hours normal for like a normal work day. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> That's not really enough. No. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Because those are the lighter days. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I work you know a how healthy like, amount. There's you know a, how there's like a country mile? Yes. There's like a San Francisco work day. Oh, yeah. okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. No, I'm working a very healthy eight hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a lunch. Um, and there's also a coffee break in there. So I did have like fajitas at your office one day oh and gosh. I was like, this is the greatest place ever. <laughs> also, man, I'm so spoiled. Like if I ever have to like make my own lunch, fajitas again, dear God, if I ever have to make my own fajitas again, I'm going to die. Yeah. No, San Francisco spoils you so much. But you're exhausted. I am exhausted. Is that all because of the location? Or the yeah, work? I have. A, so I have my health app doing like my step tracking yeah, yeah. and in Nashville, I would average like maybe 2000 yeah. steps a day. And here I average like twelve to fifteen thousand. Uh-huh. Oh shit, that's great. Yeah, and so I like constantly going to bed at like nine eight or not nine a.m. <laughs> yeah, I'm, wake, I'm waking up, up. I'm waking up at about six a.m. and going to bed about nine a.m. <laughs> so about a three hour workday. Pretty intense. <laughs> no, 
no, I'm going to bed at like 9 p.m. because I'm just like way too tired from the end of the day. Huh. And I think that's partly because like freelance, you just work less in general. Um, I feel like I like would have like an average of like four or five hours of like really solid concentrated mm -hmm. work time. And then I'll take a break, get some lunch, go get some coffee and then go back and do another three hours and just be like really productive during those hours. I feel like that's like, I mean, 9 p.m. is like midnight East Coast, so. That's true. So maybe, I basically. Just, maybe I just haven't like yeah, switched time zones yet. You're still on East Coast time, buddy. <laughs> so you, you wake be... up really early? <laughs> yeah, I wake up around like 4 or 5 a.m. Is that what you guys wake up? <laughs> yeah, normal time. What about the work itself? Uh, kind of. So you had that one year-long contract, right, where you got to taste working on something for a longer period, but now yeah. you're digging into brand at a company. I know you're only three months in, but yeah. does the work different? Like. The expectation yeah. of, of now being part of this company? Yeah. I think the cool thing, I always thought freelance was, like, I thought the benefit of being freelance was that you got to work on a bunch of different projects. And, and that's really cool. And you get a lot of variety in there. But the cool part about working, like, in-house at a place uh, that I've discovered, this is my first time specifically in-house versus, like, agency is that like you get to work on a bunch of different stuff all related to one project or one product. Um, and that brings like so much more depth to what you're doing because mm -hmm. you just get to like apply like art in so many different ways under one product and it gets way more specific and way more interesting. So that's been like a whole new experience um, to like dig into. So I think that's been the most exciting part. How has it been working with like a whole team now? Dude, so different than anything I could have ever imagined because there's just so much more time that you get to apply to things that I used to not be able to give much time to at all. Like kind of dig in more. Yeah. You get to dig in more. Things just get to stick better. And um, like when you're freelance and you're the one designer in control of everything, just not as much time gets to get applied to like little details and things like that. And when you've got a team of, we're at, I think we're at seven or eight now. Um, you get to accomplish like so much more. You get to partner up with people, other designers on the same project, which makes life A, a lot easier and B, your work just gets better mm -hmm. because you've got somebody else like sharpening what you're working on and constantly giving input. Um, does, so, that, does that get annoying? No. Is that hard to grow into? Um, I mean, I'm sure it's going to take some adjustment and I think it's going to be less of a frustration of like, it's going to be less frustration and more like how do we collaborate better and mm -hmm. how do we both do like what we're both good at mm -hmm. um, without not stepping on each other's toes, but making sure that um, like we're both being able to flex the muscles that we're good at um, properly. That's been the hardest part. I mean, hardest part has been like, oh, that's a good question. Thanks. <laughs> the hardest part is that we just don't have enough people on our team. So join our team. We're hiring three designers right now. Uh, 11. No. It's a very specific number. <laughs> 11? Wait, You what? want 11 designers? No, <laughs> we want three. <laughs> on top of the eight you have. Oh, oh, yeah. I guess so, yeah. Gosh. That's so many designers. That's uh, a lot of designers. That's too many, that's So honestly. many craft. That, that includes our producers, so it's not actually that many, oh, but yeah. like... So many designers. No, see, but for real. That, that's not something you see like whole teams dedicated to at like intercom size. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're getting like, uh, we're in a really nice place. We've got like a lot of support from our CEO to do really cool work. And again, like I talk about 
being able to like have a lot of flexibility in the design that I'm doing and that it feels a lot like the work that I'm doing before. Uh, and that's because there's a lot of support from our company to let us do weird stuff and stuff that maybe doesn't, you don't see every day mm -hmm. from like typical startup companies. Um, so that's been like a very cool experience. I feel like we are getting spoiled a little bit. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Work. Yeah. But for real, what's, what's the hardest part? <sighs> Not hiring. Uh, yeah. Um, hardest part has got to be um like not even hardest like what's just the challenge now challenge, that, that yeah. you're kind of in it i mean i think going back to like what's it like working on a team like i've spent most of my life even when i was working at an agency i was the only designer on the agency um so there's been no one's expectations to live up to and now all of a sudden i'm like thrown out of everything that i'm normally comfortable with and i've got eight designers who are all incredibly good at what they do and they've been there a lot longer than me and um and it's great because i'm getting a way more input than i've ever like had before in my life but now i've got these like i've got to live up to what they hire me for <laughs> so there's just like a lot it's i don't know the whole environment's changed so do you like that pressure um i do i yeah, like it a lot yeah too. no i hate it i'm going home i know no, i mean, hate it I, I think some people uh <laughs> do really well under that kind of external pressure of like yeah. living up to expectations i'm one of those people yeah and some people don't like that is uh more of a roadblock than anything for it's not sure. a motivation really. i mean it was a little bit of a motivation for me to move here in the first place because i knew that i was at a point where like i was starting to slow like i didn't feel like i was growing as much because um, because I didn't have that kind of input around me. So it's definitely a pressure, but it's a, it's a good pressure to have. Um, so maybe that's not a great, uh, <laughs> great example of, uh, of, it's hard, but it's good hard. It's, you know, uh, it's... I, I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, I think like coming to grips with what you're motivated by or like what kinds of pressure help you do better work is yeah. probably pretty useful for sure. It's, I, yeah, it's definitely just getting uncomfortable, um, and in learning what makes you uncomfortable, um, mostly JP, mostly Justin Prevorce. Yeah. Uh, so my biggest struggle at the company right now is Justin Prevorce. <sighs> yeah. This is going to sound a lot like an identical question. Yes. What keeps you up at night? Oh gosh. Uh, other than my crippling anxiety? <laughs> um, no. Um, and fear of social interaction? Yeah, general fear of social interaction. And people under my dreading bed. the walk tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, overalls the hanging in my closet. <laughs> uh, call back to every joke that we've made in the entire Kale pizza. hour and a half. That um, one professor who thought his computer reference was good. <laughs> shit, what are we missing? Uh, no. Um, uh, without getting too serious, I feel like, uh, the Jags, the Jags. <laughs> okay. All right. We got them all. We got them all. Uh, no, I think, uh, probably what keeps me up at night is like the, the idea of like what makes my life valuable. And, uh, I think especially growing up, I was very goal oriented and especially around like I had a specific knack for design and computers and things like that. And that was always what I made like the thing about being valuable. Like that's what I was good at. And that's what I kind of like held my identity in. Mm -hmm. And so now growing up and realizing like there's more to life than work and things like that. Hmm? Uh, nah, this is news to me. <laughs> oh, really? Huh? Huh? So uh, I think about that a lot. 
about uh, what what would life be like if I never had graphic design or if I never like if I didn't uh you know if my career were to all of a sudden end for some reason like where do i put my identity in hmm. what would That's happen if the world didn't have graphic design probably be better off honestly <laughs> uh kelly clarkson would not have a sweet sweet album cover for her Christmas she wouldn't have that song. snow juice that there snow would ju- certainly be no certainly snow be juice no. sir kelly clarkson needs a snow juice <laughs> stat Did you say sir kelly clarkson <laughs> sir kelly clarkson no sir as in Sir Art Pancake. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot about Art Pancake. Ah, oh, missed. Well, uh, sorry, we Arthur? No, Arthur's <laughs> my dad. Call me Art. <laughs> oh, gosh. All man, right. it's been fun. Thanks, Great man. Great to hang out. Thanks for coming on. Did I do okay? Like, would you... Okay, so, like, we're still on air right now, but, like, would you rate it? Like, on a scale from Justin Pervorce to Stuart Scott Curran. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Oh man! Probably. I hope like they a don't six, hate us after listening a, to this. Oh, they're gonna hate. They're gonna hate me for sure. Yeah, uh, maybe us too. I don't know. Maybe if I can shift the blame to you guys somehow, I'll be able to keep my job. Now's your chance, honestly. Cool. Last last seconds. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, and that's enough time. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, thanks for coming on, man. Thank fun. you guys for having me. Uh, hopefully, it wasn't too bad. No, it was great. <laughs> that was episode one hundred ninety nine. We hope you enjoyed. If you did, let us know on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM. Hit us up with your thoughts, feedback, critique, comments, suggestions. Or if you just or, think Judson should try kale pizza. Yeah. Priorities. Yeah. Let yeah. us know your opinion on kale pizza. Yeah. Team Bryn or Team Brian. I, I already know the, who the put winner it, is going to well, be. But. We'll count them if you put it in review with five stars on it. And uh, then you can tell us what you think about kale pizza and confuse everyone. It'll be great. Uh, before we go, of course, huge thank you to Fuse for making this episode possible. Fuse is a suite of tools now like they not only have this free open source language that you can use to compile real apps to swift java objective c but also they have this new studio tool go check it out it looks incredible it's going to help you make real production ready apps faster with less code with your team stop prototyping just build the real thing go to fusetools.com check out the docs examples features get started now is the time if you want to build an app they're making it accessible for you to build an app it's awesome did you just look at their website and see a get started button and just read get started oh no but it makes sense that's a good call to action get started (laughs) thanks again to fuse for sponsoring the show go check them out at fusetools.com catch you next week Can be your hero, baby. Do you guys have a theme song? <laughs> yeah. Do you want a theme song? Can we? Yeah. What do you have in mind? Um. Is it like '80s or is it more like, you know, like singer songwriter? You like John Mayer? Or yeah. Like, I think that's it's more the combination style. of the two. You know, '80s singer songwriter. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can merge those. We should probably shouldn't do that. That's a bad can idea. Can you please try? Yeah, it's just like... Brent and Brian design details. Ba-na-na-na-na. I'm gonna regret this. Gonna regret this tomorrow. Nailed it. Nailed it in one. <laughs> one take. Fuck yes. Oh, I'm so glad that's on...
Uh, That's on our hard drive forever and ever. You know that, right? 